So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name's Hunter, and of course, with me, like always, is my good buddy and co-host, but most importantly, HHN um, casual historian. I'm going <laughs> to bestow yeah. a new a new title upon I'll you, take, Matt. As long as you say casual, don't say expert, don't say know-it-all, don't say... Anything that quantifies me to have an answer, just might have an answer, is the best I'm going to give you. Well, that's exactly it. It's like he he will probably 87% of the time know the information that you're looking for. And I won't make something up knowingly. I'll go, I don't fucking know. I, don't know. I was now drunk there, that year. I don't, I don't remember. There is one exception to that rule, and that is when you are discussing the song Frankenstein by Edgar Wintergreen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have never seen you more of a fanboy. The way you bowed up and your brow was so creased of how angry you were that I mixed that, that I said that, and then mixed it up with Feed My Frankenstein. You, exactly. you were, I was like, you are such a fanboy right now. Oh my God. Staunch defender <laughs> yeah. of Mr. Edgar Winter. Um, for that, that literally makes no sense to no, anybody. It, but no, the two it doesn't, of us, but it was but, a great, it was a great memory. Cause I could see your face perfectly. right Yes. Now, we were in the car going to get Mexican food as one does. And uh, Matt and I had this heated discussion about whether Frankenstein was featured. Uh, Frankenstein, the song. Boop, 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 um, featured in the scary tale zone at HHN 25. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even a discussion. It's you were, you did what you just did. You made that noise and you're like, why is that song stuck in my head? And I said, probably because it's in every other scares in Halloween Horror Nights. You couldn't even have a flash of lightning between me saying that <laughs> and you turning at me and going, no, it wasn't. Or no, it isn't. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I'm sorry. I meant teenage Frankenstein. <laughs> Holy uh, shit! <laughs> girl, I'm nurse. What songs were featured on Scary You were you reacted faster than an in, in, uh, uninformed post on Twitter. <laughs> Holy my god! Uh, I was like, wow. All right, folks, you read the title. Hopefully you listened to the last episode as well. I know it was a short one, but we're back with a little bit of a longer one this week because we are doing something that uh, I pitched to Matt and it was just one of those ideas where we're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, we are talking about our top 10 favorite scenes at the event. Now, Matt, for me personally, I only picked houses that I personally walked through yes. and experienced. That's what I assumed you were doing. So I did the same thing because there's a couple of reasons. Um, 
the main one is there's some here that on the surface seem like that's dumb. Why did you pick that? But there's like a reason behind it. Not necessarily a story, but it's like this did this to me that, you know, this, this made me feel that this season and I will never forget that. So that's one of the big reasons. Some of these are on my list, if not at least half of them. Totally. My number 10 is a very emotional choice okay, for me. Right. So we'll get to it. Like, we'll, like we're, we're about to get right into I, it, but I tried really hard to, I figured you were going to do that as well. Um, the, the ones you went through. So I tried to, to at first I tried to limit things before 25 because I, I know that's when you first went, but I was like, you know what? That's just not fair to no, have my list, you know? So yeah. now there, there are some, there's, there's a few, I, I didn't count them just looking at taking a glance at the list in front of me. I think it's 50, 50. It's definitely not anything past 60, 40. So it's, it's half and half just because they have to be the ones that are post 25 have to be on my list because they, they're just so freaking good. And they mean they're a lot so to good. me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think I think for a fact we have two that cross over. Okay, that'd um, be interesting. So what I'm thinking um, is if we have one that touches on the other, we just kind of go, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not ready to talk about this right now. All right. And then we just keep on swimming, baby. We keep on rolling, in the words of our Lord and Savior, Fred Durst. I have a, um, I actually have, if, if I have, I'm not going to put in subs. I have, so I guess I'll have, I have, I can say I have six honorable mentions on top of this. That's how many I was pulling in each, each one. There's a reason for it. So they're, they're not just arbitrary choices. So I have more to go to if we kind of double up on our uh, conversation a little bit. So scenes, like I said, we're not necessarily, these don't necessarily have to be good houses, but good scenes are usually in good houses. So pretty much at least on my list, I really like all the houses featured. It just kind of ended up that way. Like I imagine it would be for anybody, but things from facades to um, certain kills to the outside scares. If it takes place in the haunted house, it can be in our contention for this top 10 list. Um, We've covered houses. We've covered scare zones. What's the next evolution? We're going to by by next year. We'll probably be. What's your favorite third scene <laughs> of each haunted house? What's We're really going to stretch this out. What's your favorite change in a house? <laughs> and you can't say chance three D lunatic playground, whatever it was called, Quint. You can't say that because the, the only change. one, the only like really branched off one of this, I would probably do with you, Matt, is um, the best spine rips featured at the event. Okay. Yeah. Like a watch mojo. Here's our top five spine (laughs) ribs. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But uh, besides that, yeah, top 10 scenes of the haunted house. Let's go ahead. Let's play the music, light the lights, and hit the fog machine, you know, dabbing off that sweet, sweet (laughs) fog machine. And uh, let's get into our top 10 scenes of Halloween Horror Nights. Matt, you want to start? You want me to start? How you want to do this? I'll part? go ahead. I'll go ahead. And then, okay. like like we said, this is obviously purely subjective. It's going to change with each person. And I love when I have to preface and feel like defending myself before I start a list. But this is the first thing that popped into my head when you when you said this. It really is the first one that popped into my head. And it's not the biggest scene. It's not the most elaborate scene. And it's also, I think, of all the houses on my list, it might be one of it's not a bad regarded house. It's definitely, I don't think this house makes it in many people's top tens. It might, it might, I might be underplaying it, 
But since it since I couldn't shake it out of my head, and I do think about this, and I talk about this one a lot because of a certain feature in it, it's the Blitzkrieg Brothers room from Run, Blood, Sweat, and Fears. Mm, Just okay. the, the 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 flashing, that kind of German, uh, Eastern European techno music playing, and the crackling of the cattle prods the one had and then the one that had this is what this is what always does it for me it's because of this feature alone the one brother was standing on that kind of raised platform and he had that metal grating behind him and he'd run that uh, electric that that metal um rod across it and create sparks i have always that is one of my favorite features of any house was that simple totally that simple yeah. simple effect it's i mean it's a practical effect it's 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 one one negative charged um feed and one positively charged feed and you make them connect it's not that difficult and but still because of that i just loved it it also has old smoky which i, I did a episode on just old smoky during the pandemic so that's always have a, a warm place uh in my heart so to speak and hellgate prison is also one of my favorite all-time houses so there it took place in hellgate prison there's a lot going for the entire lead up to it but that room i just i think of that room a lot every halloween horror nights and it's 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 one of my favorites it's why it's my number 10 yeah i think we've talked i mean there's a whole reason sterling and i had you and quint come on to talk about (laughs) when we were when we were attempting to do the, the history episodes of the history we've already covered um but there was there was a reason we brought you dudes on for like 35 minutes to yeah, talk about run uh because this was obviously a house that meant a lot to both of you but especially you and i just distinctly remember hearing you being like oh you know i got to i got to run back inside let me go hit <laughs> run real quick right yeah and um it that, was just one of those perfect mixtures of houses for you, and I just love hearing the way you talk about this. At house. least, really. at least twice that year, maybe more. But I can tell you the two times. I'm not going to say where I met my wife because it'll reveal where she exactly works in the park. I had to take something to my wife's office, so I had to go past Run to get out. And at least twice, I went into that house on my way out because it was there and it was Run. You just couldn't resist. I right. know you're talking about this scene, but I know you were there to hear a white snake. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's- I actually, uh, I, at one point on my little, I never, I just was like brain dumping um, things into my, uh, into my list. And uh, at one point I had the run entrance while I think it was either master of puppets or battery, which one of the two songs, whatever the Metallica song was, that was on my list. It's yeah. like, it had to be that song and also had to be at night. I was like, well, that's too specific. Plus I love the Blitzkrieg brothers room better anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of tipped my hand a little bit earlier, but my number 10 is an emotional choice as well. And Matt, this one is actually one that I got to share with you a very particular moment in time. But regardless of when I walked through it, I had a similar experience every time. And as a kid who grew up loving the Ghostbusters, <laughs> okay. I had to pick the Janine and the Firehouse. Yeah, that was on my at 29. That was on my long list. Yep. Yeah, there was just something, all of the the uh, portrayals of Janine in the house completely nailed the spirit of that character. And the interactions, if there was a pause in the room like we experienced, it was just so special. It was the combination of the live mic'd actor, mm-hmm. plus being in the firehouse after having that really great introduction through the library, and then seeing 
everything from the desk to the proton packs on the wall, the flight suits, everything like that. It just really came together and enveloped me like this is the epitome of why people talk about the IP houses at Halloween Horror Nights the Mm -hmm. way they do. Because if you've got that property, HHN can bring it to life like no other place can. And this had to be number 10 because I even though it's an emotional choice, I think people that are only even only casual fans of Ghostbusters understand why this would make my list. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was a phenomenal uh, just moment to get to watch you like s- kind of just step aside from what we were doing there at that event and just be in the Ghostbusters world for a good 30 seconds by yourself, even though you're surrounded by hundreds of people. It's like, even yeah. though that you were with a whole group of people, it was just you and her for that 30 seconds. That was awesome to watch. Yeah. And it's one of those things like I get it. Like if Ghostbusters is not your thing, you probably walk through and you're like, hey, that was pretty cool. But I guarantee you everybody has had that experience, whether that's Stranger Things or The Shining or Halloween, whatever it might be, where they've just wanted to step into a particular moment of that world. And that is, you know, HHN does crazy originals i'm sure all of our favorite houses are originals but they bring to life the movies like no other place can and this is peak that for me i can add on to that i'll go ahead and throw in one of these honorable mentions now my my closest stepping out of what we were doing and stepping into the movie was probably when we got held we it's always happen when we get held up at ip houses when we got held up at the entrance of house of a thousand corpses and we got like the entire run of the captain spaulding trigger just to you and i yeah yeah that was on my list too but i was like yeah didn't quite make top 10 but it's in the top top 20 for sure i was wondering when it would show up so the fact that you've told me now I don't have to wait for it anymore, but okay. that was a really good one. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought for sure, you know, the way we talk about Captain Spaulding <laughs> and that particular trigger, I yeah. feel like if we were doing like top 10 triggers, oh, that yeah. would make oh, God, yeah. easy. Yeah. But um, Janine couldn't. Yeah. Live actress. Right. Yeah. yeah. Doing great things. Yeah. But yeah, number 10 for me, Janine in the Firehouse from HHN 29. Very good. All right. My number nine. This one is one of those. It's it's a moment of, I think this is probably my, like, uh, we're talking about IPs. This is probably my turning point in, like, now looking forward to IPs from this point on for the rest of the run of my time that I can attend Halloween Horror Nights than ever before. Because when Cabin in the Woods got announced for Halloween Horror Nights 23. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But there's no way in hell they're going to do the vault. Just You can't do the vault. When I went down that hallway and I was in the vault, I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away that they they did it. And this is one of those moments where it's like, it. the first time I see it, it's much grander by, by surprise than... The next run through, because then I know it's coming. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not quite as big as I remember. It's not as many things as I remember. But the fact that I turned that corner and that was inside the vault and it was there and I did not, I just, I already wrote this off. I was like, they're not going to do it. They can't do it. You can't do this scale. You just don't have the, the room for it. That's, it's not even their fault. When I saw that, I was like, okay, they can just do anything. And I don't even care what the subject is. It could be, IP original combination of, I don't know if you can do that, but it's got whatever they're going to do in the future. I will forever be excited for. It was that moment going through the vault 
the finale of The Cabin in the Woods that changed me from being I only love originals to I just love Halloween Horror Nights, period. Yeah, yeah, obvious. I, I mean, I've gone on the record saying that The Cabin in the Woods is my favorite modern horror film, and that's something that I still stand by. Um, this is definitely a big gap in my Halloween Horror Nights history. It's something I desperately wish I could have Hell seen. yeah, yeah. But Lord knows I've watched when they were still good. <laughs> that Inside the Magic video, so many times of them walking through that house. Uh, and uh, I still have one of my favorite just, videos. That, that guy in that video that turns around and gives that look. <laughs> He's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is definitely one of those houses. And it just seems like they so uh, perfectly brought that property to life for people. And there's a reason people bring this up as this is my favorite house of all time. Um, and I think it's just one of those things like, yeah, it's an IP, but it's definitely got this original flair to it. And uh, I think that's a big part of it. But yeah, I desperately, if I had the, the way back, <laughs> the way back machine, machine, this yep. is the one I would go in. Yeah. Well, number nine is actually a house that I never thought I would get a chance to see, but thankfully I was able to experience an element of it on my very first year of Halloween Horror Night. So at number nine for me, this was in Jack Presents 25 years, the Nightingale's Trenches scene. Oh, nice. Yes. This is one of those scenes that I had heard about. Like once again, like a lot of people, I think I was really into HHN history and lore before I actually had a chance to check out um, the event. I was just, you know, it was not something that appealed to me, but the history of the event being a theme park person really appealed to me and being able to read about these things. I'm just like, man, I'll never get a chance to see this, but that sounded so cool. And Nightingale's Blood Prey was that house for me from 21. It's one that I would have loved to go back and see in full. I'm grateful I got to do the sequel, even if it's kind of like a a quasi sequel in the sense of, you know, it's a new adaptation. But the fact that we got to see this trench scene that I had heard so much about from HHN 25 in full recreation with the the banshees and everything jumping over the trenches, the giant tank. And it was just one of those things I didn't know what was in jack presents when i went i Mm -hmm. did not watch a walkthrough or anything and when we got towards the end of the house and i believe that was either like the almost the final scene or it was it wasn't the final scene but before you reach like the jack circle it was yeah Um, it was it was towards the end of the um like the the greatest hits you're right yeah i believe i believe uh um home for the holidays might have been the final, yeah. like, it went from Nightingales into that. I don't know for certain. Some One of you guys know out there. Yeah. And, uh, I appreciate <laughs> you. But, th- yeah, this was just if like. If only you and Sterling totally. had done an episode for HHN at home covering this from front to back. <laughs> if only. You're not kidding. That was still two years ago. <laughs> That's and I true. I know, pand- yeah. <laughs> Which makes this list tough, too. This will be my, I mean, not to cut you off, but this will be my 22nd you're proper trying to remember what my favorite ones were for two decades is a little tough. No, I had to go back and watch some videos for sure. But yeah, if you've never seen this scene or you've only seen like the abbreviated version, go watch. There's a good version. Uh, and just like the, uh, night vision cam you can see of blood prey now where you can watch that. I believe it's in there. And then you can also catch a couple of walkthroughs of Jack presents where you can see it. But this was just one of those, 
where I walked in, I'm like, whoa, I have never experienced anything like this. And it just totally blew me away. So number nine was Nightingale's Trenches. That scene is something Quint will talk about. He talks a lot about, well, 21 is his first year. And he was, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a year to take someone for their first year. So he was overwhelmed from the get go. So, but he'll talk about saws and steam. He'll talk about the, uh, um, in between first 3d house here went through and he'll talk about, um, what's the one? Oh my gosh. Um, can't remember the one I'm trying to think of. The one that starts outside, so it was really cold because we were like dying of sweat. So he'll remember those are his three like top memories. But in that conversation, without a without a doubt, every time you talk about his first year at Halloween Horror Nights, he'll mention that scene. He might not talk about that house too much, but he'll talk about that scene because that scene is so fantastic. So good. Yep. So good. Just all the elements and the, it's the sheer scale of it. And I have a couple, I have one more on here that'll come up where we're going to talk about scale a little bit, but yeah, this, this totally had to be on my list. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. I think it's like wind estate. I'm trying to real quick look up 21, like wind estate or something, but I need to move on. Actually, speaking of 21, this is a perfect segue. <laughs> so and it's memory. It's with Quinn. I didn't plan this out at all. I honestly did not look at my notes as you were talking. Now, I, I this feels forced, but it's not. This one <laughs> has a lot to do with the fact that I was taking Quint to Halloween Horror Nights for his, his first one ever. And it's hard. You can explain Halloween Horror Nights to somebody, but you're never going to understand until you see it. And I did explain to him that it's all horror, but it's not all scary. And it wasn't until we went through, we're about two thirds through the night and we went through HR blood and guts and we were having a blast at everything. But the moment we lost it is like when we went into the president's day room and we're like, president's day, what the, and they're just like, this is ridiculous. It only got a little more ridiculous when we were both blindsided and flanked on either side by zombie Abe Lincoln and zombie George Washington. And we were dying. We thought that was like so freaking ridiculously awesome. And who thought of this? And how are we in this situation? We had been drinking. I'm not going to lie. And the half the memory is, oh, HR Blunt Guts is just a fantastic house. I mean, it's, it's, I think one of those ones that was not talked about during the event, but when they looked back at it, it went, oh, damn, that was awesome. We need more of that. Yeah. And that, the only other more ridiculous idea for a holiday in that house was probably Arbor Day, but they didn't have a zombie Abe Lincoln and zombie George Washington. And being there with my best friend, letting him experience this for the, for the first time, and both of us having just the – that's like the break. That was – we got a break from the horror. We got a break from the heat, and we got our adrenaline rolling on a different – uh, from a different source we're now laughing instead of the 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 fear adrenaline so now we kind of got our second win and ready for the second night it was just the perfect time to see that and the perfect situation and that's another memory that i'll carry with me forever during this event i think blood and guts just stands as not only is it part of just an incredibly strong year like objectively from a lot of people's point of view, maybe even like the best single year to happen at the event, um, which is crazy, but it's just, it was a perfect execution of the horror comedy house to which we've, we've probably never seen since. And I just know with 30, we were really excited to see the character of HR blood and guts (laughs) again, 
But guys, come on. It's time for a sequel. We heard give, him. Us, we, give us a remake. We heard him more times than we saw him. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. We uh, The legend of H.R. Blood and Guts built up, and I actually, he is my favorite story out of the yeah. Lily yeah. Um he, He's just so fascinating. I know you and I are obsessed with like horror hosts. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Wacky TV and everything, so totally it, makes sense. But in fact, let me do a, a question here in a semi plug. It's an older book, but it's still out there. And I think it's on Kindle now. I think that's why it popped up in my feed on Amazon. Have you ever read Fright Night on Channel Nine? Uh, actually, no, no, I haven't. It's, it's a book that documents the horror night, the Saturday night horror movie genre in New York. So I ordered it. I've not had the time to. I, this is one of, those, one of those books I want to sit down and really, really read. But I'm very excited to have that time and read that book. I got it on Kindle, so it's sitting on my iPad, just waiting for me. That sounds excellent. I'm yeah, gonna have to. I think that's right up your alley. Because I've watched the American Horror Host documentary yes, quite too, a few yeah. times. Yeah, that's um, that features uh, Stella from the Philadelphia Channel from uh, yeah. KYW TV, which was awesome. I've even got to talk to uh, my good friend and co-host on another uh, show with GGH, uh, Kenny, about the legend of Sven Gulli yeah. and everything <laughs> like that. And just uh, there's I, there's just so much appreciation for that. Yes. And, uh, obviously, we've talked about doing projects for three years now in a similar vein that uh, haven't yeah, yep. come to fruition yep. yet, but uh, maybe at one point. But uh, yeah, great pick. Everybody loves HR Blood and Guts. There's a reason they brought him back last year. And I just, I think it's time to give him the full sequel. He yep, deserves I it. agree. Yep. Streaming HR Blood and Guts, the stream. Well, you know, in a similar vein, we talk about horror comedy and it just kind of breaking up and providing that temporary escape so you can really get scared again. And I think that was exemplified perfectly last year in a little scene of Wicked Grove realm of the pumpkin lord specifically the witch's hut. number eight for me <laughs> yeah, it's great number eight for me is the witch's hut from wicked grove because there are amazing scenes yes front to back and wicked grove yep. once again it's probably going to go down as my favorite house of all time it's definitely in the top three at this point but the witch's hut the combination of getting this classic green hook-nosed witch who's going around. She's got this big cauldron that she's boiling this victim in. And this really cool aesthetic where you've got little Easter eggs to other HHN houses. But what really makes this scene is the amazing interactions that the actors put into this scene and the triggers that they got to act along with. Between get back in there ingredient and I'm the pretty one, this is just one of those scenes that I think will go on forever in HHN history because it captures, it's a nice little break from the scary before you get right back into it. It's got those iconic sound bites and it's classic Halloween. And yeah. it just had to make my list here because it is so, so good. I love the whole color palette of that room. You have your, you have your, well, predominantly black, not even really many grays, a lot of browns, but then you got your pop of green, you got a, a lot of orange, you have some purple. That is probably the most like hollow modern holiday holiday. Let me try that again. Modern Halloween room in that entire maze. Now that whole maze is Halloween, so it's hard to quantify. That's why I said modern. That is, I I just I loved going through that room. It just felt so like Halloween. 
Yeah, completely. And like you have the nice introduction of the witch on the outside mm-hmm. where he grows. <laughs> and then you actually get to encounter that witch. And I think she's so great. And if they can capture the magic of these witches in the rumored witch house this year mm-hmm. um, for 31, I'm going to be completely all over it. And that could really be the surprise underdog of the event. Oh, nice. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Could be. Um, so yeah, I really, really love this scene. I knew I had to put something wicked grope, but when I thought about it, I was like, what was the scene? I smiled front to back throughout that entire house. But if I had to really capture the specialist moment of that house for me, it's the witch's hut. Nice. All right. So we're up to number seven, correct? That's what I've got here. Okay. So this is going to sound like a strange choice until I describe why, because it's something everyone has seen. It it doesn't matter. I mean, I think you'd have to go to Halloween Horror Nights at max of two years to see this. You've seen it. People have been going since Fright Nights have seen it 15 times. It's an exit that's a chain link fence maze. Okay. Everyone's seen that. The difference for my number seven is that it was the exit to Hell Gate's prison in Halloween Horror Nights 14, and it's when the prison riot was going on. That sets a tone that was terrifying the first time you go through it, because you think you're out of the house, you kind of let your guard down, then all of a sudden you're in the midst of a prison riot, and there's nothing between you except some chain link fence that could come down any second. That was probably one of the most terrifying after scares, if you want to call it that, that I have ever had at a event. You know, it's funny. We just talked about this house yep. on the last <laughs> a little bit. Like, is it going to show up here? And I was like, well, there it is. It's here. Um, so, you know, Hellgate is one of those things that I'm actually not very familiar with mm. because I feel like by the time I started paying attention to HHN, everybody had done the prison house. I mean, it's, it's a very, accessible um i feel like theme for for a lot of haunts whether that's local haunts or big bob's garage or wherever so i've never given hellgate the attention that it deserves but i should go back and pay attention a little bit more to that because hearing about why it worked for you and why it stands out me a reason to actually care about a concept that um you know is something that i've i've overlooked and it's unfortunate that it was 14. I mean, I don't mean that event-wise. I mean time-wise because the videos of it are just awful. I mean, there's just, that's, what is that now? 16 years ago, 17, counting the pandemic. I mean, you couldn't yeah. get a good video in the dark with anything. So that's 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 kind of lost the time. It just is memories and people's uh, recollections of it, which are pretty accurate online. So there's that at least, but it's, that was a great house. I really enjoyed that house. That was, that was at the time, probably one of the most, I don't controversial is a weird word. That was one of the more gruesome houses, but I mean, compared to now it's like nothing. It's like saying Lenny Bruce was one of the most dirty comedians. Well, yeah. in the (laughs) fifties, sure he was. Yeah. Not so much now. Yeah. And I think 14 is just one of those years. Like I, I, I've spent time with, but I just haven't kept up with certain houses in that a little bit more. Like, I feel like 
Castle Vampire and um, Horror and Wax and Deadtropolis like come up a lot more in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And Hellgate probably does get overlooked just because, like I said, it is that that theme where people are like, oh, it's just a prison house. I don't really care. And it's so. I'm sorry. Oh, going ahead. I was going to say oh. the the location has come back twice for run at least at least twice. So it's it's gone but not forgotten. It still appears now and again. Yeah, and with the who knows by the time this episode comes yeah. out, um, there's there's a, the popular rumor for the final house is something prison based. Oh, so we'll okay. see how that goes. Who knows if we've got our return of Hellgate on our hands? Hellgate Australia. <laughs> Back when it was a penal colony, not no. Okay, I'm that's that's way too long of a reference to explain. I'll just I'll take it for rent. People know what I meant. I'm just going to say Australia has always been a hellgate. Um, that's the closest <laughs> closest we can get um, on the planet Earth. Everything there tries to kill you. <laughs> I'm a I'm a professional knifey spoony player, Matt. Uh, you, <laughs> that's pretty well, big, I guess. You know, at the time when we're recording this, we actually just got an announcement that HHN Hollywood would be doing an Orlando fan favorite um, for their first time, taking a concept from us to do out there. And that little house is called Scarecrow the Reaping. Oh, it's that announcement finally came out. That is finally out. It was announced at uh, Midsummer Scream. Oh, Tomorrow that yes. Okay, yeah. They are doing Scarecrow the Reaping, and I, I just when I think of Scarecrow the Reaping, it is one of my favorite houses of all time. But one scene in particular stands out, and it's probably not the one you're thinking of. I am actually talking about the opening scene of Scarecrow the Reaping. Mm. Um, that is just a perfect tone setter of a house. From the moment you step foot in there, and the two scare actors, the two scarecrows are like in full sight. They're lit very well. You are watching them leap out and almost grab people with so much aggression. You just immediately say, what the fuck did I get myself into? And I think that is the perfect um, example of Scarecrow. There were a couple different scenes that I almost picked from here, um, whether it was that bookshelf scare that yeah, you might remember, one. Matt. I do. The, I love that one. Cabinet. Yep. Yep. So good. Absolutely. Like, fall to the floor scary if you're not ready for it yep. and then right around the corner from there that's where you have the uh like the cattle and the pig mm-hmm. uh scarecrows and just the interaction that i had with one of those where i'm like i know where you are i'm not gonna make eye contact with you and then this dude just like swipes his full hand in front of me mm-hmm. and causes me to just completely stop this is a house that I really like the aesthetic. I really like the house layout. I loved how claustrophobic it was, but the actor performances is what made this house so legendary. I've never seen a cast go so hard. And that opening scene, like I said, perfectly set the mood. You've got that kind of rural banjo acoustic guitar picking, (laughs) and then just the groans of the scarecrow as you're walking into the house. Perfect. I thought you were going to say the final scene when you're in the cornfield and the walls are black. I'm like, yep, Hollywood's going to nail that. <laughs> you know, the corn maze, it's yeah. it's one of those scenes that I have really fond memories of because I just remember always being like, get me the hell out of here. You know what's annoying about? Point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yes. And I, annoying is not a, the word. That's that, I'm sorry. That's the wrong word. What was frustrating about that is that the first night, this is one of those things where it's like the first night is one thing and it never happens again. The first night, you could go left or right. And that actually kind of made it a little more frightening. 
Second night, they had that rope up, I think, on the left side trail. I, I could be wrong on the side. You could only go one way the rest of the season. I missed that after that first one because that made it worse because it was so dark. The char- the characters were basically hidden. The sound in that room was amazing. And then like you'd bump into the person when the line merged again, and that was like an extra scary inadvertent scare that that sucked that they had to end up closing at that one side of the exit every year the house designers are like we're going to do this really fun yeah. element that is only going to make it through opening weekend yeah. tops <laughs> and then it will be because the exact same thing happened in pretty much um no not quite the exact same but the the exact same thing happened to the house that precursed scarecrow with uh tomb of the ancients there was also was a the, choose your path the entrance wasn't it that was the, the opposite. Um, it was the, I think it was the beginning, or close. Well, what's not, interesting? Not the not the very first entrance, but it was in the beginning, not towards the end. In that one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and that's. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to mention it. But um, that scene, as far as the uh, the scarecrow opening scene, was pretty much a direct copy of the Tomb of the Ancients scene. Oh, okay. Um, it was just changed a little bit, like that cave introduction. Pretty much the exact same thing, right. but okay. I just think Scarecrow really pulled it together and did something amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that is that was a great house. That was terrifying, and then that's I don't say that lightly. That was terrifying. I'm glad I feel vindicated when you say that, though, Matt, because <laughs> I see people just like it's not really that great. Uh, but like uh, I've done, I've done so many local haunts at this point. I've done independent haunts. I've done some of the major ones. Scarecrow was scary, y'all. Scarecrow, and it's not just my memory. I remember just. That being a very intense house. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not even going to comment on that. So <laughs> just going to yeah. move on. Keep on swimming. <sighs> All right. Number six, right? We're at the, almost the halfway point here. Okay. Almost the halfway point. Number six, this list would be remiss. And I didn't mean that to rhyme. If I didn't have at least one facade on here. And I think possibly for me, I, I I love that we're in a with every fandom you have to quantify that you're talking about you and not speaking for the fandom. But for me, the greatest facade I've experienced so far is, and there is a caveat to this, is the castle, two scary tales, deadly ever after at twenty eight. But the witch has to be flying. Okay, you know Matt, this is very interesting because my number six is the deadly ever after facade. Oh, are you serious? Wow. How perfect is yes. that? <laughs> Number six is the deadly ever after facade from HHN 28. Because when I was thinking of recent facades that have really, really impressed me, uh-huh. that one immediately came to mind. That's... And I don't even think you have to have that. Qual- I mean, yes, it's most impressive when the witch is overhead, obviously, yeah. but their interactions and just the tone setting of that castle, you immediately bought it. Yep. And it's like, you just fully understood what was going on. Even yes. if you didn't really know what the concept was, I mean, scary tales, you have a decent idea, mm-hmm. but like, even if you weren't familiar with the quote unquote lore or just even what scary tales was, that was a perfect tone setter. And it was just an amazing entrance. You yeah. really, and you were in there for a minute as you were walking through and getting the build up and the castle kind of lurching forward. Yep. Yeah, and the uh, it's it's again it's another one of those like fortunate timing things. I think the first time I saw it, like the witch was on the castle, and she actually did the the run and the swing around the entire like that the, the the entire arc, not even just the straight in and out. So it's like I got the best 
introduction possible for that house. And that's, I know that doesn't happen for everyone and maybe not everyone's even seen that particular uh, way she's flown over, but I was very fortunate to see that in the first one. So that just, that burned, that image burned into my mind. The second I saw that, that was just such a, it was a great facade to begin with. Like, like you were saying, the facade was great. The character is great. The, the voice track, the triggers, the music, the, uh, the fog effects. I want to say smoke, but it's probably more fog effects that they had. But then you put on top of that, put the character on a bungee and give her the ability to fly over head and around the castle. It was just perfect. I mean, that might be one of the most perfect facades ever made. And the fact that we are both here mentioning it. Yep. Uh, definitely proves it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, well, why don't we switch want- now? Why don't you yeah. do the, the, your first pick for the last five, since we tied on the, in the middle spot there. Deal. I'll get right. that up. Um, what'd you so say? Number five. <laughs> I said, I'll hit that up. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So number five for me was, it's interesting because it's not a facade, but it's probably the single most visually impressive scene that I have personally seen at the event. Um, There's some really good ones, whether that's the Nightingale Trenches or the facade of Deadly Ever After. Um, But the sheer scale and immensity of the center of Ghost Town, the Curse of Lightning (laughs) Gulch, the uh, main strip section where you are walking through yep. the middle of lightning Gulch and you've got a dude shooting a cannon at you and scare actors jumping out from behind corners. And you just feel you are fully captured by yeah. this wild west scene and it's thunder and the rain is pouring down on you. And you're just like, it's right towards the end of the house before you escape to the caves. This is like the final big statement of the house and it was just the first time walking in there it's like what is this this is so (laughs) huge and it's something that did not get replicated for me until they did carnival graveyard a couple years later but i still think this takes the record just as far as the the sheer immensity of it you really were like holy crap this is massive um and ghost town um is or was my favorite house of all time so i definitely had to give it a shout out Mm -hmm. here and um just uh, what a crazy cool house. That was on my list. And I, I think I subconsciously, maybe even forward consciously took it out because I knew it was going to be in your list. I was like, there's no way Hunter's not going to talk about that. And then if it didn't, you would just be pissed. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised and pissed. Mostly surprised. And then pissed. Such a good one. Though. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, though, because yep. it, I, in my opinion, it deserves to be on everybody's list. I understand if it doesn't because it doesn't have the scare factor or whatever. But man, what a cool house. All right. So number my number five, this is this is definitely purely a well, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a Matt thing. Other people probably had this this moment as well. But this was a thing that I wanted to see face to face. Since, I don't know, what, 1988, 89? Aliens versus Predator, AVP. Predator is one of my all-time favorite anything designs. Call it a bad guy, call it an alien, call it a creature. I don't care what you call it. I love the look of the Predator. I wanted to see it face-to-face. You walk through about third of the maze maybe even half you don't see a predator you see an evidence of a predator then you finally hit that hallway where you're going straight towards this kind of i don't even know what another hallway but it's 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 railed off you can't get to it 
there's hanging bodies and a predator is pushing those bodies out of the way and coming towards you. I finally got to see a predator face to face. Amazing costume. I'm at my favorite event of all time. I th- that was just such a happy pop culture moment for me specifically to see a predator. And then I got to see some more after that, but that introduction of the predator in that house in that story when I saw him was just one of my all-time favorite moments ever. If I decided to derail and pick a scene that I did not see, Matt, believe it or not, <laughs> this would have been on my list. Really? No kidding. Totally. Yes. I really think this would have made it because even the video evidence of this, I was just like, holy shit. If I ever got to see this in person, I'd probably die right then and yeah. there. Um, <laughs> because I'm just like you and um, just like a couple of other people we know that the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise is something that we love very, very much. Yes. I mean, heck, yeah. I've got... Literally the attraction poster um, <laughs> for the HHN house oh, right, tattooed yeah. on my leg. Yep, you do. Um, yep. And I'm just a huge, huge fan. Of, happy 35th anniversary, by the way, Predator. I know oh, it's God, back in really? June, but long, I still geez. love you. Yeah, Oof. the pinnacle of the dude's rock genre. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, this is an amazing house, and you know, selfishly, this is the house that if I could go back, and it wasn't if they're like Cabin in the Woods is off the the list. This is the one I'm going to go wow. back to. If I can only pick one, yep. okay. um, AVP is that house for me. And I uh, just really wish I could see this because <laughs> it seems unlikely we'll ever see anything alien I, or predator yeah, ever again. I know. I know. Yep. And I would just kill to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was, it was, it, it was uh, I'm not going to sit and say it's the best house in the world. It's, you know, not the scariest house in the world, but it, fucking existed that's that's the thing you know it happened it freaking happened so and i love that well um i guess i'll use a personal transition this time because on the back of my (laughs) avp (laughs) tattoo i have another uh tattoo for i've got kind of like a hard leg sleeve um but um yeah this next house is something that was featured a couple years later at hhn 28 and that of course was poltergeist Mm, yes Uh, look i'm not here for your poltergeist slander poltergeist rocked it's uh still one of my favorite ip integrations Uh, oh wait no shit that was exorcist never mind Cut all that uh, out. Exorcist smelled, but I was about to say, I love the smell of that dirt. <laughs> and uh, because the dirt of Poltergeist is actually what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Nice. And I think the catacombs, uh, pun intended, yeah? the burial catacomb section of Poltergeist. Look, there is a reason so many of you loved graveyard games. And that is because <laughs> the Poltergeist <laughs> yeah. burial scene, the pool, or however you want to refer to it, underneath the, the Freeling house that set the template for everything they did after that. And one of the absolute scariest sections I've ever gone through HHN because I love this house so much. I always wanted to see it right out out of the gate. Um, This is before I was buying express. So I'm like, look, I've got to go. The reputation for this house is out. And if I don't go right now, the line's going to be two hours Mm -hmm. later. So I would always hit this first thing in the afternoon, six o'clock out of stay and scream. And the daylight blindness you would experience (laughs) in the tunnel section was probably the most severe daylight blindness 
that you could get in a haunted house. It's in a soundstage, no external light, just absolutely terrifying. And in fact, when I went through there later at night, one night, and I got to see that there was actual stuff down there. It wasn't just black walls. I was like, right. holy crap, they actually built all this. <laughs> but um, yeah, scary, terrifying. And then with the echoing of the iconic, you move the bodies. Yes. Um, yep. Or excuse me, um, you move you the, the headstones. headstones. Yeah. Yeah, you move the headstones, but kept the bodies echoing in the background and just the lurching and the coffins creaking open. So, so good. Nice. All right. So my number four, we're going back to 21. I got a lot of memories from 21. This was a very cool idea as a very cool mechanic. And it was a very cool kind of is actually kind of a break from the scares and whatnot. And I'm talking about an actual hallway in saws and steam into the machine if you need a quick refresher on it the idea was you're lured to this you're it's a dystopian society or dystopian time period you're lured to this city for as as a um uh, hope uh, promise of uh, of uh, salvation or whatever you want to call it survival but they're actually crushing all strange strangers to the city into liquids to power and power their steampunk type engines and to give the actual people a charge water. So I had to preface that because the hallway that I thought was the most clever and really well done part of that house, you're walking through a hallway on either and on either side of you are these pistons with these very extreme meat tenderizing looking devices on the end of the pistons and underneath them is human flesh and every time the piston fired a little spritz of water hit the glass like it was actually crushing liquid out of that meat or the flesh is a better way to say it it's not the scariest thing it doesn't even involve a character but for some reason i thought that was just a the idea of that really helped sell that story and was like this is cool someone thought of this they put it together and they pulled it off one of the highlights of 21 for me is just the amount of detail and something like that, that they put into and pulled off. And I remember to this day to the, to like if I, if I could brain dump images out of my head, this would be one of the like images out of my head that would be perfectly intact to what I saw that night. Yeah. The way people talk about this house, it just seems like it is the perfect gore house. Yeah. Um, gore is a had- great, descriptor of it yes and i'm gonna be honest i am a sick bastard i (laughs) love that shit like i love seeing some of the gore and feeling uncomfortable because it's one of the it's one of the real things that that does bother me not in a case of like oh get rid of the gore and blood but like it's just like you i actually believe this i'm in a gross place where i might actually (laughs) die um i love it i think it's great um i (laughs) you know it's just one of those things where it feels like the the gore is still there, but not to the extremes that like saws and steam was. And it's just kind of like, and I wish I wish I could have got a little bit of that. That was yeah. I, I it's that's all that's that's a property I always thought would have as another we get another addition to. I thought we'd have I always thought we'd have one by now at least. We may still have one, but it's been it will have been it be if we don't get one this year. That's ten years, eleven actually. That's eleven right right ten or eleven years. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know why we haven't. I always thought we would. And that's been a little, uh, I'm not disappointed, but it's like, I, I expected that to have happened by now. And and we'll still love to see it if it does. No, perfect. I, I totally agree. I actually think Saul's and Steam is a ripe property to do uh, one of those crossover houses right, that we've yeah. seen just a couple of. I just think that concept works. I don't know what it is, but hey, somebody can figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone that gave it paid a lot more to be creative than I do to be creative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Matt, number three, I don't think I'm going to get too much pushback on because I feel like you'll agree. And this was a very special uh, scene because you did also get to experience this with me. And uh, we are going to go back to HHN 29 to visit our much loved Universal Monsters house. But specifically, okay. we're going to the Talbot Crypt to visit our good friend, Bungie Wolfman. Okay. <laughs> Bungie Wolfman yeah. is just one of the absolute coolest things I have ever seen. It was there's, pretty awesome. There's yeah. something about walking into that crypt and then viewing uh, through this little portal, that great scene of the hunter about to shoot the werewolf. And the actor um, who played the werewolf consistently getting more and more brazen as the event <laughs> went on, like actually landing almost in the direct path, uh-huh. really stretching out those bungee cords and the way that they got into it. I, I mean, the legend and the myth of Bungie Wolfman has gone on and people know about this, but if you did not get to see it where he would land an inch from your face and do mm. that iconic <laughs> Wolfman howl, I, I, I feel bad because for me, one of the absolute greatest scares, especially bungee wise, um, that I have ever seen. Uh, just so, so good. And yeah. come on, it's the Wolfman. That was, that was a house that I, I will tell you now we're done our last two. That house did not make my list. And it's probably because I love that house so much as a whole. It's like, I don't know what to pick. Well, that's, that's a good pick. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. And when he gets pulled up in that, into the bell tower, that's pretty freaking awesome. Farewell, fellow yeah. humans, yeah. <laughs> I must descend. <laughs> Poochie died on his way back to his home planet. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my number three, this might be the shortest. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe the hallway is, but this might be the shortest scene that I have on my list. But it is, and I think maybe its brevity is its it's part of its, its uh, perfection. I am a I am a sucker for sound. I am an absolute sucker for sound. As you, if you hook me with the sound first of a house, if it's if it makes me think I'm actually seeing what I'm listening to, everything else is easy to do. But they went above and beyond that because the room I was in looked like what the sound was about. It had a character, and a, and a, and a good one. Maybe not the the biggest surprise because of the way the thing was laid out, and the lighting was perfect for the situation too and that was the subway train scene in dead exposure patient zero at hhn 28 uh, okay i thought for sure you were going to talk about the schools out scene <laughs> from uh welcome to my nightmare but uh the way you were building up i'm like he, he's fitting fucking alice cooper in here somehow um <laughs> But no, that is so good because literally that is what stands out. It is such a tiny, yep. compact scene, but the way everything comes together, but especially the way that the sound envelops you. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. The sound of that. If they didn't nail the sound on that, it wouldn't have worked as well as it did. And they did. And it just was icing on the cake from there after. 
Great stuff. Well, Matt, we're getting into the finals. Yes, we are. Um, I'm curious if these next two show up on your list because you and I had similar thoughts recently. Okay. But number two for me, we are actually doing back-to-back Universal Monsters here. Ooh, okay. And number two is actually the Frankenstein Resurrection slash We Belong Alive Ah. (laughs) from The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. I just think it's a beautiful... We talked so much about The Bride of Frankenstein being a very compelling and interesting uh, narrative-driven house that just had all the elements. It had the scares. It had um, that classic horror uh, element that we love so much. But most importantly, that, that narrative element came through and just really told this great story. And We Belong Alive was the capper to that story, minus the little side-by-side scare, which is beautiful. But yes. <laughs> getting that resurrection and that moment of epicness with the bride is that it's her last ditch effort to resurrect good old Frank and she's pulling it and he comes alive just in time to defend back to back, um, uh, defend his bride from the oncoming vampire onslaught mm, Dracula's right. brides. I just think it's a beautiful moment. Um, and it's just this great climax. I think people don't necessarily realize how hard it is to end a haunted attraction um, and giving it that big epic finale with the little stinger at the end really pulls it together and makes it something special and notable. I can't argue with that, but I'm going to tell you something you're going to find surprising. Not on the list. That is not on my list. I am a little surprised. But it is also lie. not the last we will talk about this house. Oh, yes. different scene. Yes, yes, yes. Not, but that scene, that scene is absolutely fantastic. I mean, that is that is that was like one of the that's like the center stage scene. That's and then there is a finale to it. There's a there is a and there's a I guess maybe a stinger scare where you see the bride and and the Frankenstein's monster at the end. But that is the yeah. capper. And I loved the path they made that you could flank that scene so that you would see something every time. You might not see it from beginning to end. You might come in as it's breaking up and as they're coming together again but you never missed something which was or you never missed it completely which is a, a huge benefit to that house and, and deservedly so because you want to see the the two of them in one regard or another but before you leave that house and, and finish that story it is, that is such a well done scene I, I cannot argue with that choice at all totally i mean there was one other scene that was on this list from this house i'm gonna save it because okay. i want you to talk about it if it is it okay um but this, you know, this scene was so jam-packed with detail. I didn't even notice the vampires in that scene. Right? So yeah. probably my fifth or sixth time going through exactly. and I look up yeah. and I'm like, holy crap. Um, it's amazing. But really that touching moment of, uh, like I said, Frank and mm-hmm. uh, his bride going back to back in yes. defense mode. That is so fucking cool. And yeah. I want this as a movie. So, so bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It would be my desktop wallpaper forever. You know? Yes. It's just yep. one of those things. But uh, yeah, number two, we okay. belong alive. All right, my number two, and you might have heard me mumble or channel Kenny for a second, going, "God damn it, Hunter!" In the opening of this episode, because my number two is the spine rip, the original spine rip from <laughs> Body Collectors. So good. <laughs> you yeah. make that comment about oh, best spine rip. I'm like, God damn it, Hunter! <laughs> like, well, this wait? is obviously your number one. My number two. Well, no, number one of all spine rips. Oh, number one of all spine rips. I actually, here's my notes. I'll, I'll read you verbatim my notes. Spine rip dash body collectors dash 15 parentheses or any 
End parentheses. So yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. The, but the first time I saw that and heard it, that's the thing. Again, sound. Going back to sound. Going back to my number three. This without the sound, it would not. It would it'll still be gruesome. <laughs> I might be getting a little ahead of myself. It'd still be gruesome. But that sound just adds that extra oomph. Where you're like, oh. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. And I love the Body Collectors. It's my all-time favorite um, original property. And this was this was the genesis of it. This is the birth of it. And that spine rip. It's it's shown up again. It was in Recollections. I think it was in Roanoke. It's been in other things as well. Yeah. But this is the one. This is the one. I'm like, yeah, this is this, this is awesome. I, I love this property. This is awesome. Made me a fan. And made the spine rip one of my favorite things. Whenever it comes back, I just, I just am extremely happy to see it again and hear it for that matter. Yeah, I mean, it even showed up in like the Fallen comes to mind. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, they had kind of the. Uh, that's a pretty infamous scene for reasons yeah. we can't talk about here. But uh, yeah, that's just one of those uh, really iconic HHN. Oh, uh, Tomb of the Ancients. Oh, it did wow! Uh, I don't remember that. Okay. As well. yeah. I believe you. So they they've done it a couple times, but it's never better than when the body collectors yep, do it. And exactly. Body collectors. If I had a number eleven, they were on the list, but it was actually the <laughs> um, I forget the the name of the character. Excuse me, but kind of like the big body, the grand's body collector I, in that yeah, rotunda I don't know scene. The name. Yeah, yeah. I, I should but being that, my being in my favorite original property or original whatever you call it, but I I don't. What do they call him in Buffy? I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> I've heard that joke a hundred times. But yeah, no, totally. I'm glad that the spine rip gets a little bit of love because, like I said, it's an iconic thing. We could literally do a top ten list about that's, just spine rips. That's my favorite one because, of course, it's the first. But I think my favorite moment with the spine rip was was 25. When me and my sister went through, my sister's first year was 25 as well. And... It was our second run through, our second night with it, and we saw the spine rip, and we applauded the body collector that did it, and he bowed to us. That was pretty freaking awesome. It's just one of those moments yep. where you really capture the character and pull it together. Well, Matt, we're at number one, and like I said, I don't know if this is going to cross over. I thought maybe it would. Okay. But we'll find out. So, number one, we're actually just kicking it back not that long ago, but to HHN 30. And if there's one thing that it's old time HHN history and friends and fans, whatever, uh, love, it is our HHN icons. I know I gave them a little bit Mm. of grief on the Hot Takes episode. It is time to let them go. But when they're here, let's celebrate. Let's be happy. Because when I was just thinking about the single scene that really encapsulates HHN, I really don't think it gets much better than the throne room. You know, I'm glad I didn't think of that because my whole entire list would have changed because I can't argue that. That's a fantastic choice, and you might be right. It might be better than mine, but I'm glad we have different ones so that we can continue the conversation. Everybody gets their moment to shine, whether you are a Lady Luck fan, a Caretaker fan, or a Jack fan. Um, even chance gets her time to shine and just walking into that and the surprise element of, am I going to get my favorite? Uh, am I going to get somebody I really like? Do I have, um, just that representation of the, you know, it's the sports thing. It's the team thing. That's true. Yep. And, yep. Um, getting that element and then also being surrounded by the other icons. There's just really nothing like it. That scene was so visually yep. impressive. You really felt like you were somewhere else. And from everything from the giant carved jack head um, 
to, you know, like I said, the, the characters on the side of you to the actual throne interactions, everybody was always giving it their all. And I just never, ever had a, you know, I might've had some, uh, lesser runs of, of running through icons, but I never had anything less than a perfect experience to the throne room. Um, and I think that's, uh, it look, it's HHN. That's, that's the only way I can say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great choice. And I'm actually honestly glad I didn't think of it because now I can agree with you and talk about it and then we'll have one more thing to talk about. But did you so know, we, did you know at the entrance of icons that those vines spelled out the word icons? Did anyone point that out to you at all during last year? Uh, no, oh, I actually okay. thought I'm, it was life as a highway. But I'm glad, I'm glad I was here to tell you that me. again, again, I will make that joke as long as I remember that a billion people pointed that out on Twitter in the same night. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, that's that is. Yeah, there's it, no arguing that pick. It's it's impossible to and and yeah. It's I liked every. I mean, I got my favorites. I got caretaker. It probably goes caretaker, lady luck, Jack. I, I'm not going to rate the rest. Those are my top three. But I was never disappointed because he came around the corner. It's like yay, it's whoever because you're very happy to have that finale because it's always so amazing. Yeah, that was great choice. Great choice. So my number one now, I don't know if this pales in comparison, but this is going to be no surprise. This is going to be the, this, we're going to change the name of Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights to Matt, would you shut the fuck up about Bride of Frankenstein lives soon? Because that's all I always terrible to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're still there yeah. and we weren't cut off. But it's nope. it, and 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 the 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 we we belong dead scene did cross my mind, but you actually hit a lot of things that make this one my number one. It's it's part of the the it, it certainly drives a narrative. It's a huge story element. It it actually tells a huge part of the story. It explains a lot without explaining it like just telling you what's going on. It's it's show me, don't tell me. That is this is a show don't tell moment of this house. It also, and you said about, I want this to be a movie. This is a scene where I said, this should be a movie. And it is where the bride is in a stockade and having her blood drained. It's so, it's frightening. It's visually stunning. And it's a, probably the most poignant story element of this entire house. I think this might be, and well, it is obvious. It might be. It's my number one. This is my favorite all-time room of my favorite all-time house ever. In 22 years of Halloween Horror Nights so far. No, that's so good. And you completely nailed what makes that scene so great because I remember going through and just realizing how shocking it was. And yeah. I think I even said like it was it was really brutal. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. And it was just unlike anything. And, you know, maybe the only reason this didn't show up for me is just because it wasn't always the most consistent scene. There is that. But yes. When, when all the pieces were there it really is just one of those things that really stick with you. And if I didn't have my favorite with the, the resurrection, this would probably be the scene that most sticks out. Yeah. That said, this isn't what I thought you were going to <laughs> really? say at all. What do you think I was going to say? You were, I thought you were going to talk about the assistant karate kicking open her door. <laughs> okay, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a good scene, but yeah, I would not call that the best scene of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought for sure you were like I didn't realize even the placement to be perfectly right, honest. I yeah. was just like, that's the one he's picking. That's what he's going for right now. Um, that's great. Um no, I mean she's great too, but yeah, yeah 
No, totally. The stockade and yep. the the torture, and then the sound. The, the sound. I I even forgot to um, talk about the sound of that. When the stockade locks, and you hear like this this kind of a I don't even know what like a mechanical noise, like it, like the injection is. Uh, I think it's supposed to be. And the bride's screech. The bride's screech is absolutely haunting. So that that whole thing, that whole scene is perfect. Yeah, and it's like this terrifying mask yeah. on the bride yeah. as well. Yep, it's like, yep. She's it's real scary. She's blindfolded, but she's not just blindfolded. It's almost like yeah, it's like she's she's um, what's the word? She's she's well, she's shackled in a stockade. She has that that whole entire yeah, like half mask around her face, but you can still see the anguish below her eye. Oh yeah, that that I this scene is. I'm thinking about it again and just like just in awe of it. It's just amazing. It's so good. Yeah, no, totally. 100% on board with what you're nice. what you're laying down here. Well, <laughs> I guess that's going to bring us to the end. I think it does. Of, yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of our top 10 favorite HHN scenes of all time. We know a couple of you are probably like, wait, but you forgot about this. You didn't talk about that. Look, we there are so many great. <laughs> yeah. oh, go on ahead. So we didn't forget about them. They just weren't on our list. That's right. Yes. There are so many yes. great HHN scenes out there that uh, we actually, I think this is a great chance for, if you want to talk about this, come join us over in Shady Brook Asylum. Cause I'd really like to know what your top 10 scenes are yep. and why, because it is so fascinating to really know what makes people tick. Maybe AVP is your shit just as well, yeah. but maybe Ghostbusters isn't. Tell us more about that. Maybe you had a similar uh, scene that I did like uh, with Janine that you experienced with Beetlejuice. Just any of that, because this is really the stuff that is so appealing to Halloween Horror Nights for me is knowing what are those scenes that really latch on to people and make you excited for the event. And with us about to kick off another HHN season, I can't wait to see what scene this year. Yeah. <laughs> in my top 20, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hard to even guess yet. We only have a what forty uh, percent of the houses revealed, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. So it I does. Want to thank you as always for of joining me. Absolutely, yes. Always a pleasure. Matt, so I guess we're, we're going to be coming up on HHN season pretty soon. Um, so we'll have probably one more episode before it officially kicks off. Uh, probably. Probably. It's about right. We'll probably do a catch up for the announcements and then we have to do our uh, usual hype list. I mean, that's just a tradition every show does. So, yeah, we need to talk about I talk about what we're looking most forward to. Yeah, we, we have to do the hype show. We have to. I can't wait to see what the list looks like once we get full details exactly. for everything. Yep. Yep. Because uh, right now, I look, we've we've seen the shirt. We know the speculation. <laughs> I have not. I've not seen. I, no. Well, I mean, I've, I, I take it back. I saw the graphic and I zipped right past it. I don't even know what it said. <laughs> Got to keep on moving. Pulling a Sonic <laughs> Hedgehog. Uh, but yeah, buddy, once again, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, man. Always fun talking about HHN. I know you're uh, taking a little bit of time off from uh, social media mm -hmm. or have kind of been a permanent hiatus, yeah. <laughs> but um, what do you want the folks to know about? Well, uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure as things ramp up, I'll be more active on Twitter. I'm at Neozaz on Twitter. I'll definitely be on there. 
once the event gets in the full swing, posting pictures, talking to people, uh, giving some thoughts here and there, probably posting a lot of beer pictures. That happens a lot with me every year. So that'll become more active as it launches. But for anything I'm doing outside of that, if anyone's interested, newsaz.com is the home of the, that is a podcast network, which it kind of comes to Halloween Horror Nights as part of. And some people don't realize they're two separate things. So if you want to see the other things I do, if you're curious at all, it's all right there, newsaz.com. And yeah, that's, that's about it. Hey, and if you want to keep up with me, I'm probably just now returning to social media <laughs> at the time of talking about this, if not in a couple more days, because I definitely want to talk about HHN with everybody. But you can find me on Twitter at DizVincentPrice. Um, we'll also be doing a lot more general Halloween episodes on my other podcast, Grim Grinning Host. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, Matt, you'll probably be joining me for one of those. We've okay. got to get you back. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Last That's... time we talked about commercials. Yeah, I was going to say, talking about Halloween with the with the crew on GGH is always a lot of fun. So I'm up yeah. for anything. You just let me know when. We gotta we gotta start it early. We we got too much to cover. I literally have like eight <laughs> Halloween episodes, and I'm like, I gotta start yeah. in September, like Chin does. Um, but of course, we will be back with another episode uh, for the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Just a couple more, and then we will have our opening weekend HHN 31 review. Yep. So thank you all again for listening. We hope to hear from you soon. And until then, I just want you to uh, take away one little thing. And I, I just, you know, it, it's really small. Just stick it in your pocket. Just shove it on in there. Spine rip scenes. They're fucking cool, dude. We need more of them. Every house. Give it a spine rip. Slimer, spine, give him a spine rip. I'll see a spine rip in the weekend. I'm going to be severely disappointed. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it could happen. Could, That's could the best happen. part. Yeah. <laughs> so stay, stay, stay spine ripping. Stay huffing on the fog machines. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a news as internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.